Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Hello, I'm Kel Richards. Last night on the program, if you managed to catch catch last night's program, I did a, a thing called the Wide Angle View. Tried to provide that big, solid map of reality that says, you know, here's the road that we're meant to be on, here's the road we're actually on, here's where we are, all that kind of stuff. The big picture. If you've got a map, you know where you're going in life. I'm going to spend the next few nights looking at that in a little more detail. So tonight's program is a, a sort of a beginning of that. It's entitled, What's It All About? Thanks for joining us. Nice to have your company. Years ago, an author named G.K. Chesterton said, quote, Christianity has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and not tried. It's very clever, isn't it? But it's actually no longer true. Today, the truth is that Christianity has not been found at all, or understood at all. If I stopped most Aussies on the street and said, Hey, mate, what's Christianity all about? The answers I'd get would be mostly along the lines of, Oh, being good, I reckon. Doing the best you can, you know, being sincere, being religious. That sort of thing. Wrong. Christianity is about something else entirely. Christianity is not about being good or being religious. It's about a person. Christianity is more like a fan club than anything else. Christianity is the fan club for Jesus Christ. You can tell this from the name, Christianity. The first syllable of that word is C-H-R-I-S-T, Christ. And that tells you who it's all about. To explain Christianity to you, I need to explain Jesus Christ to you. And that's what I'll do over the next few episodes this week and next week. Since Jesus Christ lived 2,000 years ago, we need to go back and look at the historic documents that record who he was and what he did, because that will tell us why he matters, and those documents are found in the Bible. Now, if you've never looked at it, or haven't looked at it since you were a little kid, let me remind you, the Bible consists of two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The second part, the New Testament, begins with four short biographies of Jesus named after the blokes who wrote them, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. In these programs, we're going to focus on one of those biographies of Jesus, the one written by Mark. This biography is not called a biography, it's called a gospel, G-O-S-P-E-L, gospel. It's just an old word that means news or good news. So what we find is Mark's, in Mark's gospel is news about Jesus, which is good news for us. Why should we bother to read Mark's gospel today? The reason is simple. It's the oldest biography of Jesus, the first written, the closest in time to Jesus, and it's based on information from a bloke named Peter, who was one of the very first followers of Jesus. No one knew Jesus better than Peter. In Mark's Gospel, we are in touch with the historical Jesus. If you call yourself a believer, you need to read Mark, because it shows you Jesus through the eyes of a first-century follower of Jesus who actually knew him. If you say that you're not really a believer, then you'll find Mark interesting because it's an early account of the most influential figure in history. Mark is the shortest of the four Gospels, as well as the most action-filled. Mark is more interested in telling us what Jesus did than what he said. Mark tells his story simply, in an understated way, but with great emotional power. The great British actor Alec McGowan has for many years performed Mark's Gospel as a a one-man show, a solo performance, and packed theatres in London and New York. And that's evidence of the dramatic intensity of this, this book, Mark's Gospel. An American academic, Professor Reynolds Price, once wrote, 
the good news, according to Mark, has proved to be the most enduringly powerful narrative in the history of Western civilization, and perhaps in the history of the world. As the oldest of the Christian Gospels, it has exerted an enormous and continuous influence over Western thought and action since its birth. That's what he says. It's a powerful claim, isn't it? Mark wrote this book intending it to be read aloud and listened to. So I'm going to read it aloud, and you can have a listen. Here's how it begins. This is the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It began just as God had said in the book written by Isaiah the prophet, I am sending my messenger to get the way ready for you. In the desert someone is shouting, Get the road ready for the Lord. Make a straight path for him. So John the Baptist showed up in the desert and told everyone, Turn back to God and be baptized, then your sins will be forgiven. From all Judea and Jerusalem, crowds of people went to John. They told how sorry they were for their sins, and he baptized them in the Jordan River. John told the people, Someone more powerful is going to come, and I am not good enough even to stoop down and untie his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. About that time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As soon as Jesus came out of the water, he saw the sky open and the Holy Spirit coming down to him like a dove. A voice from heaven said, You are my own dear son, and I am pleased with you. Well now, do yourself a favour. Read the Gospel of Mark. This week and next week, while uh, this special series of programs is on the air, read Mark. Lay your hands on a copy of the Bible in easy-to-read English, turn to the New Testament part of the Bible, and read through Mark for yourself. It's only 16 chapters long, and they're quite short chapters. You can probably read right through Mark in one sitting in about an hour, I would think. The modern translation of the Bible I'm reading uh, on this special series of programs is called The Bible for Today. You can buy a copy of it in most bookshops. Remember, it's called The Bible for Today. If you go into a bookshop and ask them for a copy, they'll either have one or they'll get one in for you. The Bible for Today. When Mark wrote down Peter's memoirs of Jesus, he was consciously writing a witness document. It's like a sworn statement given by a witness in a court. It's evidence we are meant to think about. And Mark writes his witness document in such a way as to point our thoughts in a particular direction. He keeps telling the story of Jesus so that we will keep asking ourselves, Who is this man? You listen now as I read to you from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 31. And as you listen, keep asking yourself, Who is this man? After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee and told the good news that comes from God. He said, The time has come. God's kingdom will soon be here. Turn back to God and believe the good news. As Jesus walked along the shore of Lake Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew. They were fishermen and were casting their nets into the lake. Jesus said to them, Come with me. I will teach you how to bring in people instead of fish. Right then the two brothers dropped their nets and went with him. Jesus walked on and soon saw James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They were in a boat, mending their nets. At once Jesus asked them to come with him. They left their father in the boat with the hired workers and went with him. Jesus and his disciples went to the town of Capernaum. Then on the next Sabbath he went into the Jewish meeting place and started teaching. Everyone was amazed at his teaching. He taught with authority, not like the teachers of the law of Moses. 
Suddenly, a man with an evil spirit in him entered the meeting place and yelled, "'Jesus from Nazareth, what do you want with us? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are God's Holy One.' Jesus told the evil spirit, "'Be quiet and come out of the man.' The spirit shook him. Then it gave a loud shout and left. Everyone was completely surprised and kept saying to each other, "'What is this? It must be some new kind of powerful teaching.' Even the evil spirits obey him. News about Jesus quickly spread all over Galilee. As soon as Jesus left the meeting place with James and John, they went home with Simon and Andrew. When they got there, Jesus was told that Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with fever. Jesus went to her. He took hold of her hand and helped her up. The fever left her and she served them a meal. Well, that's Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 31. On the basis of those few events, who do you think this man is? I think Mark intends us to notice the enormous, surprising, astonishing authority of Jesus. It begins his witness document by telling us this is the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and then shows us what he means by that expression. It means authority. Jesus just has to open his mouth to speak and things happen. Jesus meets a bunch of fishermen, including Simon Peter, whose memoirs of Jesus Mark is basing this on, Jesus says, come with me, and immediately these big strong fishermen, these blokes drop their nets, give up the trade they followed all their lives, and join the Jesus fan club. They follow him. Jesus gives an order for a disease to leave a person's body, and a sick person becomes well. On the spiritual level, Jesus commands a bad spirit to leave a man alone, and it does. He just speaks, and things happen. And this same Jesus speaks, through Mark's words, with that same authority to you and me. What he says to us is this, the time has come, God's kingdom will soon be here, turn back to God and believe the good news. That's what Christianity is all about. It's about turning back to God, believing the good news, and becoming a citizen of God's kingdom. This is not just information for the curious, this is an action plan, and a command. Here's our thought for the night from Mark chapter 1 verse 15, Jesus said, The time has come. God's kingdom will soon be here. Turn back to God and believe the good news. Until tomorrow night at this time, thanks for your company. I'm Kel Richards. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this FM 103.2 podcast. To listen to more great audio, visit fm1032.com.au.